My name is Justin Zolkowski, and you're listening to Random Babbling, Confessions of a Christian Libertarian. You know, there are few things I'm passionate about. I'm married. So my wife is definitely one of them. Rock and roll, the best music ever. Sports, mixed martial arts in particular. I just watched the Tito Ortiz fight tonight. But religion and politics have always been up toward the top. So as, so as I continue to introduce myself, this episode I will focus on how I became to believe in Reformed theology. I grew up in a Christian home. My dad became a Christian when I was about three years old which is an incredible story about God's grace, but that's his story to tell. I started going to church at such an early age, I don't even remember a time without church. I went to church every Sunday, attended a Christian elementary school, which was at my church, and I would sometimes be on church on Saturdays for various reasons. I would be at my church about six to seven times a week during this time, and I thought that was normal. During my early church years, I encountered legalism and thought there was very little room for individuality. So I came across much resistance when I started going to a public middle school. For a while, I had really long hair, and then I cut it off and started bleaching it. Started wearing baggy jeans and pierced my ear, which went so which went well, considering my dad was an elder. Please uh, note the sarcasm. It was at this time I really started seeking my own identity. In high school, I was kind of in no man's land because the kids that went to my church didn't think I was holy enough for them. And my non-Christian friends couldn't quite get me because, well, I went to church. So I developed a resentment for the church as an institution. I was becoming a little self-righteous because I thought I was getting judged by this group of kids when I was going on mission trips and volunteering. I thought I was better than them because I had the audacity to think I was walking the walk. I kept going to church because older men who knew the Bible showed me the importance of being involved because we're a family, not a collective, but a body. 1 Corinthians 12 is an excellent description of this. So, who would have thought a young individualist wanting to rebel would become a Calvinist? Well, how did I get to Calvinism? The first time I encountered John Calvin that I remember was my sophomore year of high school in my AP European class, AP European history. We were studying the Reformation. I was already a fan of Martin Luther's actions addressing the issues he had with the Catholic Church, but my teacher spoke a little bit about this Calvin guy and that he was known for his view on predestination. This was totally foreign to me because I was taught that we invite Jesus into our hearts based on our own free will. So I asked my dad one time if he believed in predestination. And he gave me a simple yes. That was the end of our conversation. Uh, There was no follow-up whatsoever. But as time went on, uh, this concept just kept digging into me, and I wanted to understand it more. But at the same time, I wanted to rebel and be an individual, so I rejected it. 
I started to feel real resistance to my rejection when I was in college. A lot of my friends were becoming reformed, and we would debate a lot, and that would be an understatement. As time went on, I could feel that this fighting of acceptance of my of this theology inwardly, almost as if I were forced to see its truth, yet still denying it. I remember when my heart, hard heart towards this started to crack. I met a guy who was a missionary for, the Cal- for a Calvary chapel, and he served in Russia. Over there, his theology became reformed, and his church pulled him off the mission field. Now, up to this point, I never thought that Calvinism was heresy. I just thought they were black sheep of the family we call the church. But as we talked, and he presented his argument, I started to see it like I've never seen it before, like a blindfold had been taken off of me. So he sent me some German sermons from John MacArthur about the five points of Calvinism, and I listened to all of them. My dad walked in on me listening to one, and he and I have had a few discussions about this before, um, when I was older. And I told him I was starting to believe that it was prideful and arrogant for me to choose God instead of him choosing me. Maybe after five seconds of saying that, John MacArthur said something very similar. I just took it as a sign and accepted it. I told my Calvinist friends I was now one, and they ribbed me a a bit, saying that it took long enough. Uh, I finally come around. I simply stated that if we were true Calvinists, that we would realize that I would accept God's timing and not ours. I could still be very proudful and arrogant. As I would continue down the path of being reformed, I would listen to guys like Driscoll, Piper, and Chandler. I would not think that most people would lean toward uh, Wesleyan doctrine were heretical. I still listen to guys like Greg Laurie or James McDonald. As far as the issue of predestination goes, which I think is an issue most people get caught up on, I think Ephesians 2, 8-10 gives the best support. It reads, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and it is not of your own doing. It is a gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. Let's break this passage down. Only God's grace can save me, meaning there is no alternative way. There's nothing I could do to earn God's salvation. Therefore, to think I could choose God would be an act or work on my behalf that would save me. But verse 8 clearly states that this is not of my own doing. Therefore, I cannot take any pride in my salvation other than the fact that God has done the work for me. And if God, if a sovereign God has prepared a work for me to do, he's going to see to it that I oblige. Now, those who reject this view of election may say that God's prevenient grace would allow God would allow man rather to make this decision. Sure, God, being an omnipotent, omnipotent, could use any avenue He wants to bring His people to Him. But look at the Bible; it's out of His character to allow us to choose Him. In Genesis 12, God seeks Abraham to start the Jewish heritage. No one volunteered. No one sought God to do this. God called Abraham where he was, 
and Abraham responded in obedience. Let's look at Jesus when he called his disciples. He went to them. He found them. He did not hold tryouts or place an ad with his phone number. It is because of God's character, his sovereignty, and his word that my theology is reformed. In conclusion, I hope I gave you a clear reason on how I started believing in Reformed theology. Right now, I'll be posting the sound file and script on my blog. Check it out at justin-ski.blogspot.com. I hope to hear from you, and God bless.